Welcome, everybody, to the Mental Health Hour. Welcome to episode 43 of the Mental Health Hour. What is body image? Welcome to our live viewers. Welcome to our replay viewers. Hello, Gemma. How are you today? Um, so, but very much here. Yeah, so we had the surgery. Last week's episode yeah. was all about the surgery. You are out of the surgery. How did it go? Give us a little, before we get into today's episode. Hi, Tracy. How's it going? Uh, give hey. us a little rundown. Um, so they were going to cancel it to be, uh, like, again, literally walking in through the door, received a call telling me they were going to cancel it. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But I stuck it out. I phoned my MP who had actually got me the date and he got me in. I had actually had to fast from midnight that night and they didn't put me under till like two, three o'clock in the afternoon. So that was a long haul. <laughs> um, they then went and hit the nerve during the spinal. So um, I lost use of my legs for a good 10, 12 hours, which wasn't pleasant. I uh, kept in overnight because of that and then literally booted out by 8 o'clock in the morning. Barely still able to walk, but anyway. But it's gone okay. I'm very sore. I have this um, contraption. Like, I will be getting... It's not turned on. They have to let it heal first before they can turn it on inside of me. But this is what I was saying about before. And it's... It's literally, it is literally a Samsung phone, but you can open it up and it's got the um, settings. I can't do much with it at the moment because it's not turned on, but that's where you will turn it on and off and turn it up and down and stuff like that. Joseph Burke um, Arts. But that's, that's it, basically. So I had it. I'm still very sore, still healing, but my turn on date is, I think, the 30th when it's healed. Awesome. That is so cool. So everything went well with the surgery and yeah, as expected. Um, no bumps in the road. Um, and how's Thomas doing? Everything there? Um, yeah, he's not doing too bad. He had his blood results today for that. Um, not too bad, not too bad. He's got to have some Eurodynamics for his problems that he's having. They don't know whether it's chemo-related. He had his allergy tests last week. And much to his disgust, he's not allergic to house dust. So no getting out of the housework, Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, right yeah, on. No. All right. We've got Joseph Burke in the house, a former guest on the show. Um, yeah. We've got Eric here. We've got Tracy. We've got Patty, our wonderful mod. And Patty, uh, you're doing a great job. I really appreciate it. Conrad316. Patty mm. <laughs> uh, is uh, doing a lot of behind the scenes stuff for us here at the Mental Health Hour. Um, uh, not just for the mental health hour, but for Gemma as well. Um, mm -hmm. So it's awesome. Uh, the community is growing. So tonight, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, 
we are going to talk about body image. So we wanted to launch a new series on the mental health era. Um, so Gemma and I got to talking um, and we're, we're brainstorming ideas for shows. And there's so much to talk about with eating disorders and body dysmorphia and all of this um, mm -hmm. stuff. So it all funnels into what's called body image, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna have I'm gonna throw it over to Gemma. Gemma's gonna give us a little bit of a rundown on body image um, mm -hmm. as it as it is. Um, and then what we're planning to do for this is kind of branch off some episodes uh, from here. So this mm -hmm. episode is what is body image? So we're going to take a look at uh, everything that goes into what comes at you uh, mental health wise and how you're um, putting yourself out there. And then also how that transitions into your own mental health. Uh, so Gemma, let's start by just taking a, a quick look at what is body image. Yeah. So like you said, like this is just an introductory really to it. I don't think we could have done it justice by trying to cram it all into one broadcast. Mm -hmm. So it branches off into many different things. I think body image is something that affects nearly everybody, if not everybody, because at some stage in everybody's life, they will have probably said, I don't like that about myself, or I wish I could change this or that. Like, I'm pretty sure that everybody at some stage in their life has wished they could change something about themselves. Even if it's not something that they would go out and actively do, at some point, I guess, people would have thought that about themselves. And it can go from being like just, I guess, wishing you could change something about yourself to a full on mental illness, such as like body dysmorphia, where it consumes everything about you and you start obsessing about certain things or obsessing about your entire look. And it can go, it can affect men, it can affect women, it can affect children, any age. And it can be about any part of the body. And it's about picking something that in your mind you think isn't right or isn't perfect or isn't good about yourself and focusing on that. Sure. Like, for example, say, say for example, like I had a friend um, that had a birthmark on their face. It wasn't, it wasn't big or anything, but they would focus on that and that alone and it would consume everything about them and they eventually had it removed. Um, but then even after that, they were not satisfied with that. It was about other things. I myself have body dysmorphia and it has escalated from being about weight to about my skin to about everything. And it can be any side of the spectrum, be it from just something small, like one particular part of the body, to the entire thing. 
And it's usually something that you're not happy about. Probably most people don't even notice. And it certainly wouldn't be like the way I see myself almost certainly isn't the way other people see me. And I recognize that now. But at first, usually that isn't the case. And if, for example, I was to ask, such as Tim, maybe to compare me on a scale of, like, you can get um, scales for, like, weight and things from being excessively slim to, like, on the obese scale. Mm -hmm. If Tim, for example, was to point out where he thought I was, I can almost guarantee that I'd be way off the mark where I was. And that's what that is. It's like with the body dysmorphia or with having some sort of low self-esteem about your own body image, about the way you see yourself. It's usually about picking on something that you don't like about that. Right. Exactly. Exacerbating that. So, um, yeah, we're jumping right into it. Uh, we're going to take a look at a little video, quick video, uh, to get started today um, on the Mental Health Hour. Great to see everybody. Hello to Lucia. Great to see you, Lucia. Uh, uh, and Lindsay Badger. Uh, we've got Jeremy Stoltz. Everybody popping in, Eric. Great to see everybody. Awesome. So happy. Uh, let's pop this video on real quick and we will. Hey, Wellcasters. Be right Listen, back with you. It is all too easy to buy into the belief that your body is just not good enough. It's too easy to feel inadequate, like you need to constantly change who you are and what you look like just to fit into an ideal of beauty. Stop. Breathe. <sighs> Today on Wellcast, we're going to be talking about body image. Sometimes we get so focused on the parts of our bodies that we wish we could change that we forget to recognize how amazing we are. Here we offer five suggestions to help you quiet the unhealthy negative thoughts about your shape and size and boost your self-esteem. Step one, look inward and be your own inspiration. The average American model is 5'11 and weighs 117 pounds, meaning she's 7 inches taller and weighs 23 pounds less than the average woman. What you see on the runway is like a crazy funhouse image rather than real life. So don't chase airbrushed, backbreaking ideals, and instead ask yourself, what makes you memorable? Don't punish yourself for your so-called flaws and recognize the attributes that make you an individual. Strength can be found in differences. What a boring world it would be if we all looked exactly the same. Aim to be the best you you can be. Step two, think about this. You don't want to sacrifice your future health for your current figure. Especially if you're in middle school or high school, how you treat your body now will greatly affect how you develop for the rest of your life. Did you know you can actually be ruining your body prematurely with excessive dieting, strenuous weightlifting, or taking steroids and supplements to build muscle? 
Cut it out! Your body is still growing, and the shape you have now is definitely not permanent. Think of your teen years as the one long transition period. So chill out. Let your body take the shape it was meant to. You'll be far more beautiful and healthy in the long run. Three, don't keep moving goalposts back. It's easy to try to aspire to people like Beyonce or Kim Kardashian, work really hard at a sculpted chest like Cristiano Ronaldo. But if you aim to shape your body just like someone else's, you're fighting a losing battle. Genetics are largely responsible for determining a person's shape and size. You cannot fight nature. Step back from these athletes, models, actors you admire from a distance, and look at all the cool men and women around you in your immediate life who manage to balance family, career, and exercise. Everyone gets a boost from a compliment, so remind these individuals just how beautiful they are, inside and out, and that they inspire you. Hey, you never know who else around you is feeling blue. Your cuticles are immaculate. Step four. Talk it out with someone who specializes in health. Hey, if you have real concerns about your size, go ahead and speak to your doctor, your coach, your fitness instructor, or physical education teacher. They're going to help you set small goals for yourself. They can instruct you on the safest way to bulk up or slim down based on your body type. They have dedicated their lives to studying health and wellness, and they'll be your best and most personalized resource for helping you determine the safest and most effective path for getting the results that you desire. Step five, step away from the mirror and help somebody else. Assessing your appearance for hours each day can turn you into a self-obsessed monster. Instead, get out of your head and go do something for others. Get involved in an after-school tutoring program or gather a group of friends to help out at a local shelter. Volunteering will help you gain experience, and it will lift your mood. Plus, you'll probably make new friends while helping others. Everybody wins. To recap, Wellcasters, you are perfect as you are. Rather than obsess about sculpting a built body, shift your focus onto what's fabulous about your shape and size. If you have real concerns, ask a professional for health and fitness advice based on your specific situation. And lastly, be active in your community and make sure your eating and exercise habits are smart and safe long-term choices. That's nice. That's real nice. Um, so, Gemma, what did we think about that video? Yeah, it explains it pretty well. And it is so easy to get hung up on things that don't like, that you don't think are perfect or are what I guess society expects. And Lucia commented about it earlier about how it affects so many people and society puts so much pressure on people it's like i said in the comments as well in magazines and stuff it's really easy to see all these models like it mentioned all these women all these men what are in magazines and to think that that is what society deems as 
attractive or as normal or yeah. as, you know, as people that are going to succeed in life, especially if people are wanting to do something in the public eye, for example. Yeah. Uh, even on social media, like there's big, I'm not going to name any names or anything, but in big social media platforms, video platforms, and all the people that seem to do well seem to be of a certain type sometimes and it's really easy to get hung up on that and especially when there's impressionable minds on there children teenagers who are going through things maybe have their own issues and it's just like it's really really difficult to get hung up on that and it can really stem into something big some like to be to be a real mental illness yeah. So, I mean, that's <clears throat> the starting point here for this series we're going to try and launch into. Um, the idea of your body image and how social media, how celebrities, how everybody around you, the world around you, makes you feel inadequate or um, not quite up to snuff, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, so we talked about, we bounced around on different ideas uh, in uh, broadcasts past uh, with the mirror, the body dysmorphia. You look mm -hmm. in the mirror and you see uh, this big fat person, right? But really, you're just skin and bones. Raymond, how are you? Ray of sunshine, everybody in the house. We love Ray. Ray does a great uh, motivational videos, and um, I love listening to his uh, stuff. Catch him on Twitch as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and Ella... And C.S. Murphy's here, and Lindsay Badger. Hello, everybody. Hello, and thank you for the bits. Thank you for the subs. Thank you for the um, cheers. Thank you for the bits, the Twitch stuff. Thank you for everything. We really appreciate it. Um, I can't uh, keep stop talking about mental health uh, every five minutes. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Um, so anyway, back to it. Uh where were we? Body image. We're gonna start, we're gonna launch this series and go a couple different ways. Body dysmorphia will be one direction. Uh and Gemma, mm -hmm. you wanted to specifically uh go down a rabbit hole there as you have dealt with that. Mm -hmm. um, we can also, we have done an episode on eating disorders already, but we can cover that again as well. Um, mm -hmm. cause it all plays hand in hand. Um, but overall, you know, how do you feel right now as, uh, coming out of this COVID-19 uh, COVID-19 pandemic, getting back out there. Um, do we have any new 
There's the hamster. Oh my god. I saw it. I I'll go get you. it in a minute. It's okay. It was a screen. <laughs> so we're oh, coming to bring it back in. We're coming, uh we're coming out of COVID nineteen. Everybody's been homebound for mm-hmm. a couple years. Like two years. This has been a thing. Um and body image hasn't really mattered much because nobody has to go anywhere, right? We can just go out in sweatpants and do whatever we want and what have you. Are we are we getting back into the swing of things now that uh what's it looking like over there in the UK? Um it's honestly like you would think apart from a few people wearing masks, you would think that there's nothing going on anymore unless you need a hospital or a doctor's appointment then it's next to impossible everything's been on face to face um no chance like it's all phones and stuff yeah um but like shops everything's just running as normal now um the numbers are going up but they are they've they've pretty much opened everything up to being normal so i don't know um it's certainly quite daunting though after being stuck inside for so long then just being i guess thrust out into the big wide world again expecting to go get on as normal like for so many reasons it is quite daunting and coming back to the body image, I like before I had all the technical issues and stuff I was saying, um, the the surgery thing that's really impacted my self esteem with the body image because of the fact that I've now got to adapt to something else being different about my body. I've still not entirely come to terms with the the tube thing and how that's affected it but then to have something else it's like i know that that's not normal in a person and i know that that's not something that everybody has so trying to adapt to that on top of already having body issues is really difficult yeah so we'll take a look at um uh verywellmind.com is mm-hmm. always one of our favorite uh, websites yeah. here. Um, and Hattie, if you can drop that in the uh, chat as well. Uh, Verywellmind.com. Um, body positivity versus body neutri- neutra- <laughs> neutrality. Um, basically, we, we have talked about this several times on this broadcast. Look That looking in the mirror picture, right? I love my legs because they help me run. I love my legs. Cellulite and all, they are beautiful. Mm. It's what you see in that mirror. That body dysmorphia uh, becomes a scary thing. Like, it can be scary when you see something that isn't there, you know, mm-hmm. like you're skin and bones, but uh, you're seeing a 
like a fat person. Yeah. Can you explain how that transpires? Um, well, I know that when I, I was actually hospitalized for this because I got that bad that I'd actually tried, wait, this might be a bit of a trigger, I guess, but I actually tried cutting parts of my body that I wasn't happy with, literally trying to cut things off. It got that bad. So I was, it was voluntary, but I was hospitalized for it because of the depression and everything else and the self-harm but when I was in there I was asked to draw what I saw of myself uh -huh. and it I'll share that when we discuss body dysmorphia I still have it okay and some of the pictures and things but um what what I know when I look into the mirror even now and I'm not as bad as I was what I see is significantly different if you were to get a mirror you know those mirrors when you can go into the wacky mirror thing and they make you like if they're curved and they make you bigger that is literally how i saw myself and i would be looking and if i had like say uh, like a pimple or something i would focus on that i would automatically straight away see that or all the scars and things from previous like dealings and stuff and I would automatically focus on that my eyes wouldn't go anywhere else but that and for the longest time I had to get rid of mirrors because it was just totally consuming my life where I was making myself ill um so it 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 can work the other way as well I knew somebody or I knew of them that were um he was training, doing weights and things, and he was never the right size for himself. So he was taking steroids and he ended up very, very unwell with it. Yeah. So it can work both ways. You want me to read Gemma, this? would you mind running us through this slide here for some uh, um, yeah. some information? This is the National Eating Disorder Statistics. And it says 30 million will suffer from an eating disorder in their lifetime. And then 50% of women use unhealthy behaviors to control their weight. And 70% of them are 18 to 30-year-olds who don't like their bodies. And it says unfair to compare. And it's five foot four and 165 pounds is the average woman and the average model five foot 11 and 125 pounds 120 pounds even should i say and then of men 37 percent of men who binge eat experience depression and then it says gi joe versus the average man Bicep, 16-inch versus 13-inch. Chest, 44-inch versus the 39-inch. And the waist, 29-inch versus 40-inch. And 43% of men are dissatisfied with their bodies. It doesn't have to be like the whole body as well. Like It can just be a specific part. But generally, as we said before, usually 
people have often thought about wanting to change a specific part of them. Yeah. And we look at this, um, we look at how it affects or how everything affects us, women and men, social media, TV, significant others, families, myself, internet, friends looking in the mirror, my health, how my clothes mm-hmm. fit. Take a look at these lines of these graphs. Yeah. Social media is at the top. For women. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, my my wife is always on her phone, mm-hmm. you know, on the on the Facebook or whatever. But for men, it's the significant other. Is the, mm-hmm. the big... what impacts how we feel about our bodies? I always go and look in the mirror. Do you, do you do the mirror check? Gemma? Yeah, uh, yeah. I stand up. I'm not and, like, to watch, the gut but, and... but yeah, like I would definitely agree with the social media thing. That was my absolute yeah. biggest. See, e- even now, is a big one. That and it is for women. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the top mm-hmm. tier for women. One thing as well about social media that I would really quickly point out, people are not going to post on when they're having a bad day. And chances are those models that you see are airbrushed to hell. Like, I guarantee that if you saw that person in real life, just on a normal day, they ain't going to look like that. Not entirely. Yeah. I always do the looking in the mirror, the internet interactions. Um, eh. This was just a fun little thing I found. Uh, mm-hmm. I like to uh, compare notes between men and women. Um, mm-hmm. If you guys want to throw it in the chat, what you guys uh, think is your... Uh, body image uh, things that you do. Uh, mm-hmm. Me personally, I'm always checking in the mirror. Always. Just because I want to see that I look presentable. I don't want to... It's not like an ego thing. It's. I just want to make sure that I'm not going out with uh, stuff all over my face. You know? Or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, plus, I do tend to look at whether or not the the belly's getting bigger, or or what mm-hmm. have you. Um, it's just one of those things we all do it, and kids yeah. do it. Gemma, can you take us through this slide? Yeah, definitely. Kids do it. I know that when Thomas was on steroids, oh dear. That that got bad, yeah. Anyway, let's look at this one. Um, so this is children, teens, media, and body image. It says the review of a dozens of research studies on body image reveals its importance to kids' healthy development and influential power of media. 
and parents to shape attitudes and behaviour beginning when kids are very young. So many kids are dissatisfied with their bodies and society's body appearance ideals are highly unrealistic. Body image is really important for self-esteem, which is crucial to a young person's development and disorders linked to poor body image can result in serious mental and physical health issues. So it says to get involved, tune into kids' lives, ask about friends, school and feelings, nurture a positive self-image and step in when kids need support. It says children as young as five express dissatisfaction with their bodies. And then you're... You are your child's first teacher. You have a lot of power to shape their attitudes, values and behaviour. Ban fat talk. Say why you appreciate your own body. Watch your comments about other people's body and appearances. And be active and eat well for health, not size. And then five to eight-year-olds who think their moms are dissatisfied with bodies are more likely to feel dissatisfied with their own bodies. And then more than half of girls and one-third of boys as young as six to eight feel their ideal body is thinner than their current body size. That's really sad, that. Mm. Body image concerns start earlier than you think. Even preschoolers learn that society judges people by how they look. Ideals and habits formed young last a lifetime. Start early. Emphasize health, not weight. Teach appreciation for all types of people. And focus on talents and strengths. But that is really sad to think that they can be as young as six, five even, and feel like that. And I know, as I say, I know it's true because when Thomas was on steroids and he saw he was getting bigger, he was very, very depressed with that. And that's another reason why I've not shared some of the bigger images. I see it all the time in uh, my own stepkids. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's crazy. They get embarrassed um, so easily uh, Mm. in the younger years. And then now... Um, I'm getting older. I don't care. And I remember, actually, when I was younger, I would be embarrassed by my dad or my my grandpa or something. Uh, oh God, we gotta we gotta get inside quick. We we can't be seen. Uh, all this image stuff. When you're younger. It seems to take the most uh, the hardest hit, you yeah. know. Uh, and then when you get older, you don't care because, like, right now, I'll go outside. And I don't care. I'll go to the sheets naked and fuel up the car. I don't give a damn. <laughs> it just doesn't matter anymore, you know. What what happens? From that age uh, age range from 16 or maybe 15 to 25, where you're, you know, hitting the high school years um, and getting into college, 
and uh, you know, launching into adulthood. Mm. I guess that's where all that pivotal stuff is happening. And uh, that's when you're the most self, this, the uh, self-esteem bubble is clouded over you the most. Um, because mm. I'll tell you now, I'm 35 years old and I could care less. Um, I'll go out and embarrass the hell out of my stepdaughter. Uh, uh, please, please don't scare small children going to fill up. <laughs> Do you think uh, some of that um, if you're in a relationship though like if you're in a settled relationship do you think that you are less worried about your body image because I know that I mean like correct me if I'm wrong but I was slightly less concerned about my overall body image when I was with someone and I thought I was in a relationship that was for keeps I mean I'm not for a relationship now however I am more anxious about the way I look at the same time that is another uh, a good point uh to look at like when you're with somebody Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're married, you're that was that chart that you you're showed. more relaxed with the way you you carry yourself. You know, uh, that's a great point, Gemma. Um, if you're with somebody, you're mm-hmm. you're definitely more relaxed with the way you carry yourself. Um, if you're single, you want to get out there and you know look around and. Uh, Maybe uh, press yourself up a little bit. Uh, what do you call it mm-hmm. now? <laughs> the primp, primp and uh, care. I I haven't done it in ages. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. I, it's funny. That's another uh, a good point. You just have to keep. Moving forward. Um, yeah, I think it can make a difference, definitely. I know. I mean, don't get me wrong, even though I'm not actively looking for a relationship, because a lot of that stems down to the way I've been treated in the past and the fact that I have a child now and stuff like that. But I think that I don't want to spend the rest of my life on my own. So even though I'm not actively looking, I do want to make sure that I feel more comfortable and I'm not going out looking a mess, basically. (laughs) But uh, I I certainly think it it impacts the way that you think about yourself. But then at the same time, I think that when you're with someone, if if, for example, you're going out and you are getting ready for something, maybe... Uh, you've got that reassurance with your significant other that if you say, or like, how do I look? Or you've got someone to ask. And if you're in that sort of relationship where there is the trust and honesty there, they would actually tell you if you look a mess. (laughs) Maybe not so crudely or anything, but, you know, um, they would be honest. And also at the same time, 
build your confidence up at the same time. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, basically, with this episode, we wanted to kind of just open the the uh, the nutshell. We want to go a bunch of different ways, and we want to hear from you guys. Um, please join the Discord and join us on the Discord. Join us on the bio link. Um, Hattie and Gemma are dropping links for you guys. Um, we want to know exactly where you want this show to go because we can uh, take this body image several different ways with eating disorders, body dysmorphia, um, and then with sports, athletics, and um, everything that comes from stemming from that. And then um, image uh, while you're just walking around, you know, carrying yourself. Um, everybody has their own personal bubble, right? And we try to respect that. Um, some people uh, do not, <laughs> but that's okay. Um, but heading back into this slide, mm -hmm. and we looked at it several times. Um, these issues with uh, with body image. It, it can uh, it can open up a wormhole. Uh, of a lot of mental health issues that we can discuss on this show. Um, Gemma. Mm -hmm. Would you mind taking us to uh, or uh, telling us about one of your stories with an eating disorder? I was eating so um yeah because of my again I think that was stemmed by a lot of what I saw on TV my eating disorder started when I was like started more severely when they were very very early teen um if I think back it probably stems I started probably when I was about 11 um skipping meals um just not bothering with food and then maybe very early teens when I actually started making myself sick I started with the anorexia um making myself sick things like that to the point where I could no longer control it and I was anything that went in my mouth I was being sick but I would so that I would try and hide it so that my family didn't notice what was going on and I would sit and eat with them and then I would go to the bathroom say that I needed to use the bathroom or whatever and I would physically make myself sick it got that bad that I when I couldn't make myself sick anymore I turned to other methods laxatives things like that anything make concoctions to make me myself sick 
and I got very, very, very um, poorly with it. I lost so much weight. I was very, very thin. And it got to the stage where I, I was taken into a hospital and shown where I would potentially be spending the next few months of my life if I didn't change. And they showed me the feeding tubes, things like that. And um, that, that was going to be my life where they said if I don't start eating properly, they will, that they would have sectioned me under the Mental Health Act had I not have started to tame, change my life around because I was effectively killing myself. And at that age, I was not, uh, like, it would have gone with my parents anyway. But yeah. if you're over a certain age and they think that you're a harm to yourself, they would section you under the Mental Health Act anyway. Mm. But it does, like, it can get where it consumes you that much that you get to where you can't control it. Like, I do know people from being in hospital who had body dysmorphia that didn't get to having the eating disorders. But I think mine had gone on so long that it did. And I, I don't exactly know what came first, whether it was the the eating disorder or the um, the body dysmorphia. Um, they were diagnosed around six, seven years apart with the eating disorder being first. But I think at that time, a lot of it wasn't really, because it was such a taboo subject and still is to a degree um, where people are willing to and think it's the norm to talk about stuff like that. And say, for example, I, I saw somebody on a very well-known social media platform and they were doing a video and it, it was just absolutely screaming. Like the comments were just vile, people having a go at their weight and stuff. And I'm like, this is disgusting. Yeah. And the, fact that people put themselves out there and people think that it is okay for them to just go out there and say what they want and hide behind a screen. That's the worst thing when you put yourself out there in public or put, even if it's just a picture or a video and people think that they have got a God-given right to put their comment on you. And if that's coming a lot, then you're going to start to believe that. And um, it can be hard to try and deflect those comments and not take it to heart. And I think some of that stems from me, because I know that when I was at school, I was bullied because of my weight, but because I was severely underweight. And because of that, like... I don't know what went on in my head at the time. I can't even think back. But because of that, I lost even more weight. And I was very, very unhealthy. I will share some pictures and things when we do the specifically body dysmorphia. Because um, I've got quite a few things. But as I say, the the fact that now... Because when I was like younger obviously we didn't have all this social media and all these platforms that we do now mm. but like i'd say a good well over half of teenagers are on 
very well-known social media sites where you share your videos, you share your pictures, and people see, people just seem to think that it's okay to go and judge and comment and hide behind a screen, and that can be so detrimental to somebody if they are receiving multiple hate comments. And even if they don't show that it's affecting them, it, it can do still. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time I've tried to not show things that hurt me. but I like what Ella it, said earlier um, yeah. about how COVID-19, you just can walk out and wear a mask. You know, you can mm. go out, sweatpants, mask. You don't have to worry about it. You're all bundled up. Nobody see your shit. But, uh, yeah. Definitely helped. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's so wild, though, how COVID has affected so many different things of, mm -hmm. of this mental health bubble. Like, so many different aspects how it has affected it. It's it's crazy. It it blows my mind, like how it has uh, just pressed its ash cheeks into the snow of every single thing that we it, you can't you can't find one thing that it didn't affect COVID nineteen. You know. Jim in Chicagoland, there he is. He's driving. Well, drive safely, please. Oh, it's Catalyst drive. Wednesday. Don't forget. Let me throw up the banner there for Jim. A catalyst. Uh, right there it is. Catalyst with Jim in Chicagoland on Twitch tonight, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Pacific. And with daylight savings time, who knows what it is over there in uh, jolly old England. We're only four hours difference at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I've learned not to touch your banners because I s shut the whole thing off last time. So I'm not touching no banners. <laughs> it's not that hard. But anyway, um, this was a good starting point. We wanted to uh, talk a little bit about what body image is. Um, we went over some slides. Um, we got eating disorders. We've got um, body dysmorphia. And, you know, the kids, this is where, this is going to be a good episode, I think. We're going to find a groove in this, uh, this children, this, this age group, like, my stepdaughter is, what, 13 now. So 13 years old. And she's already embarrassed by going outside with mom and dad or stepdad. And if I, you know, go outside and, hey, everybody. <laughs> oh, God, you can you do that? I'm not surprised. Well, I'm just throwing things out there but uh um it starts so young and i love the that we've kind of 
found this groove like it starts young you get embarrassed so easily when you're young and then now when you're uh getting into your elder years uh well i'm 35 i guess that's not elder years but uh i don't care you know like Gemma, would you say if you had to go out for, I don't know, a, a gallon of milk or a liter of cola, whatever, uh, <laughs> would you, it, just real quick, would you have to make yourself up and all that stuff no. or you just no, go out? Yeah, I'm, I'm really not that bothered to what I was now. Um Heck, well, I even drove to McDonald's yesterday in my pajamas, so, you know. Yeah, but 10 years ago, would you have? No, heck no. Like yeah. now, I've got no makeup on whatsoever while I'm doing this. There is no way that I would have done that before. No way. I wouldn't have even Isn't answered that... the door to the postman without a full face of makeup on before. Now, no, I don't care. Isn't that something? Like, I think we should, I think we should dive into this more on the show. Mm -hmm. Like we've we've got this age thing going now. Like let's let's dive deeper into this. Let's let's uh, explore this a little bit more. <laughs> Ella, Ella, who are you calling elder? <laughs> um, sorry, Ella. Uh, but no, I, seriously though, I think we should absolutely dive into that a little bit more. And and research mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh, what... Are you wanting that slide still? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. I couldn't do it. That's why I've been trying to do it, but I couldn't. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, uh, isn't that something? Like when we're younger, we mm -hmm. are so bothered by what could be potentially the most embarrassing thing at any given moment mm -hmm. you know it's just right around the corner there it is the most embarrassing time of my life and then five seconds later again it's the most embarrassing time of my life but then when you mm -hmm. get to be about 30 35 years old you're like ah eh, whatever <laughs> let's go pump yeah. gas make it yeah, i wouldn't go that perfect. far obviously we're not doing that but i'm just saying like you might find yourself in a police cell yeah it's just funny though that uh there, it, here's craig says there's a line somewhere you absolutely should care about mm -hmm. how you present yourself there is a line somewhere mm -hmm. too many on social media judge others and I think they do it. Uh, mm -hmm. Self-care. Yeah. Self-care. Journaling, self-care. I think there's a lot to be said about those people that go on social media purposely to rip others apart. And I think that that probably shows that they have their own insecurities going on. Uh, because most of the people that do this do it behind an alias or mm. behind a faceless profile, especially if they are going out there specifically to target other people. 
they tend to do it behind a faceless profile, behind an alias, and don't use their own real identity. And that is generally because I think that they have their own issues and they tend to do it to make themselves feel better about themselves by bringing others down as well. And Ella, uh, she, Ella says, I do feel better when I'm put together. Everybody mm -hmm. does. And, and, and there's oh, yeah. something about that that gets you going in the morning. Like my wife, Casey, she says that all the time. Like, I, I love doing my makeup in the morning because it just gets the day going and it makes me feel better. Like putting myself together, like as Ella says, uh, is she's because uh, I always say I just roll out of bed, throw on a shirt, and I'm ready to go. And mm -hmm. She's got a half an hour to 45 minutes worth of shit to do. And, you know, but it, it motivates her. It, it, it does. It helps, yeah, it does. It helps your mental health to it helps you feel better to present yourself it's like putting on a mask confidence yeah. mask yeah like in a way it's i don't want to say this like that's what everybody thinks but for me it's like putting on a mask that is like an extra layer of confidence it does make you feel better i personally don't get the time to do that and i certainly don't go out anywhere that would warrant 45 minutes worth of slap to put on but I know when I have been out it definitely does make me feel better and it does give me that extra confidence shall we say like yeah I don't I don't know it, it just gives you a little bit of boost if you get to spend some time on yourself some self-care for yourself you know all right well that is the that is the most important part Let's take a look at my beautiful little baby girl. Would you like? Would you like to see? Oh yeah. Who would like to see my beautiful little baby girl, Penelope? We had a scan today, mm -hmm. uh, or a, a sonogram, if you will. Here she is. She is coming. And uh, I think we woke her from, I think we woke her from a nap. <laughs> she got mid yawn. Or either oh. that or she's, she's already yelling at me like her mother. <laughs> yeah, that's possible. There is baby Penelope. Uh, she is coming May 3rd. She's measuring at seven pounds eleven ounces, guys. The day before Star Wars Day. Seven pounds eleven ounces at thirty-four weeks. <laughs> wow. She's humongous. I'm not surprised that your wife's struggling. <laughs> but there is my little Penelope girl. And oh, she's gonna be a real daddy's girl, I can see. <laughs> <laughs> She is, she's almost here, guys. Six more weeks and she'll be live and in person. And we'll be. What day is the third? Huh? What day is the third? May 3rd, yeah. 
What day is it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm scheduling uh, the broadcast to my head. <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, but that yeah. is my Penelope girl, and I love her to We're death. Oh, yeah. And is, is she not the cutest thing you have ever seen? She will be a force to reckon with. Oh, it's a sure. Tuesday. It is a Tuesday. Yeah. So there oh, you go, there guys. All righty. <laughs> so Penelope gets to come into this world of mental health. And uh, here's her body image. <laughs> <laughs> guys, well, don't forget www.mybunnyvalentine.com You get these cute little guys. Ella is in the chat over here. Uh, this is a Bluetooth speaker bunny. Play some music from oh, your yeah. phone or your iPad or what have you. And uh, Gemma have has money as well. Ella. Support oh, Bunny Rescue everywhere bunny rescues everywhere we love our bunnies um that is my www.mybunnyvalentine.com use the promo code firedude15 for your 15% off thanks for joining us don't forget tonight we got catalyst with jim in Chicagoland, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Is there anybody to raid? I don't know. Let's take um, a look. It says Brian's live, Veda's live. Well, we can raid Veda. We raid Veda. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. I really appreciate you. Gemma really appreciates you, right? Yep. We love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back next week with another episode of the Mental Health Hour. And uh, we look forward to continuing on with this series of the body image. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Mm -hmm.